Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. I do have something that I believe God has placed in my spirit. There's a lot of revelation here. I have a lot of things that God has poured in my spirit this morning. I told Amanda it's so much, I don't know how I'm gonna get to it all. But I, if I just, can I just try to get a little bit, just a little bit. If you would stand to your feet for just a few moments. Lord, help me now. Come on, stretch your hands this way and say, help, help him now. <laughs> Help him, Jesus. I'll be honest, I could just sit in that praise moment just about two more hours. I'm ready for some of that. We need to get our bass walking down. And our He was playing that bass. Did you hear that? We just need to get a praise. I thank God for worship, but something breaks off when we begin to praise. You feel that? So there's an atmosphere of victory that comes through praise. And I believe God is going to shift some of that in this next season. We got to be ready for it. Come on, somebody say, say, condition me, Lord, for what you are positioning me to walk into. Deuteronomy chapter number 32. Are you good to hang for a minute? Do you need to go anywhere? Just the bathroom, okay? <laughs> it's okay, because I understand you. Amen. Listen, uh, where's, is Chris in the house? Where's Becca? Becca, come here and, or, oh yeah. Noah, built an ark, he can play the piano. Yeah, Noah, thank you, sir. I love you. I understand him, I have to do the same before anything. Today, God's grace has been with me. I hadn't had to, thank you, Jesus, amen. Aren't you thankful for, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm so thankful for Zach. He's always willing. Can you let Zach know you appreciate him? And then we're like the Kentucky bench. We have a Noah on our bench that, thank God, and others that can just step right in. And just, Noah, just stay, stay with me. We need to build an ark, and I need your help. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 13. He made him ride in the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock. So the Lord began to speak to me about the oil and the honey. And, and I heard the Lord say, the, the oil is for the honey. The anointing is for the blessing. All right, we could maybe close up and just go on to the house. But, but the truth of the matter is, I want you to understand how it was produced. Watch this, the flinty rock. It was from the rock that the honey came. It was from the flinty rock. And we're going to get into a little bit of that. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would bless this moment. I pray that you would open the ears just to hear, God, what you are saying, only what you are saying. And God, I thank you for this atmosphere of praise and worship and this liberty. And we're going to talk about that today if we can get into it. And I just ask right now, God, that this word would become a lamp into our footsteps, a light into our path, Father, to understand that you have blessed this land and that you have given us this land. And it's come through the pressure and the pain and the frustration in the rocky places of our life. 
that you've produced this kind of anointing to release this kind of a blessing. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, I give you praise in advance for what you want to speak in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I'm going to talk really fast. <clears throat> the anointing oil <clears throat> and the blessing. The anointing oil and the blessed honey. That's what I heard the Lord say. The anointing oil and the blessed honey. I was watching those bees yesterday buzzing around and and I got to thinking, and I, you know, I know that there's specific bees for specific assignments, right? Buzzing around, but the bee is, I want you to understand what the bee represents. The bee in a spiritual translation and all through scripture, if you will study it out, the bee is a representation of the attributes of Jesus. So somebody shout the blessings. The bee represents the blessing. And, and because they produce the honey. I want you to see the picture of Jesus that what he did is he did it so that he could get his blessing to you. If you look at the position of David, he, he was the funnel that the blessing of God would funnel through to get to God's people. And we see that just as the Lord guided, protected, loved, and cared for Israel, how many knows that through your life, he's guided you, he's protected you. He has, he has done all of these things because he loves you, he wants to protect you, and he wants to care for you. The, lo the, the love of Jesus, even in the beginning of time, we see that he led Moses out of Egypt through the wilderness to the land of Canaan, drawing honey in rocky places. We see that he drawed honey from rocky places where the bees made it in a hollow tree and, and, and holy rocks. Come on, somebody. The honey came from places that were rough. The honey came not, not from the, the easy tree, come on, but how many knows it came from a, a rough place? It came from a rocky place. And the oil came out of the flinty rock, the flinty rock. Olive trees grow and bear fruit in rocky and flinty places. Isn't it interesting that what we need is in the roughest parts of our life? What we need is birth out of the things that the enemy means to make us bitter. And we see here that I want to go down and I want to read some scripture and Lord, help me. Y'all with me? Anybody with me? Let me hear you say hallelujah because I'm not going to go any further. I don't want you to fall asleep on me today. But 1 Samuel 14 says in, in verse 1, if you want to follow me there, I just want to start from this point with this story and I want to try to get this out. Jonathan defeats the Philistines here. Now Jonathan, now it happened one day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who bore his armor, come, let us go over the Philistine garrison that is on the other side. Somebody shout the other side. But he did not tell his father. He, Jonathan did not tell his father. And Saul was sitting on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. The people who were with him was about 600 men. Somebody shout 600 men. Ahiah, the son of Atub, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, was wearing an ephod. But the people did not know that Jonathan had gone. Turn to your neighbors and say, he moved. Jonathan moved. That's very important. 
between the past, watch this, the passage, it's the passage on, in your Bible, but it's a passage by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistine garrison into the, uh, the, the place of the, the rocky place. There was a sharp rock on one side and a sharp rock on the other side. Now they had names. Each rock had a name. Can I tell you, each trial in your life has a name. So Bozes, the name of the other was Shayneh. Shayneh. I believe I'm saying that right. I'm from Beaverdam, Kentucky, so just look past it. So Shanae and Bozes, Bozes, I want you to understand what Bozes means. Watch this. One side, Bozes is on one side, meaning a slippery slope. A slippery slope. I continue to look a little deeper. It derives from clay, which is not agreeable to the rock. How many knows that what is, uh, what stands to, we're, how many knows we're the clay? And how many knows sometimes our, 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 our willingness sometimes is not so agreeable to the rocks around us? So the clay in our life, which is us, can, can, can slip us out of the place that God's grace is trying to position us in. So the clay becomes slippery around the rough places. And we see here also the other name. It means that it is a thorny cliff. So you have slippery slopes and thorny cliffs. And we'll say it again. You have slippery slopes and thorny cliffs. And that is what is talked about here in verse four. He's saying this is not a road for you to look at and desire, but it's a road that you have to walk out to get to your destiny. And then verse six, let's skip down because there's a lot here. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore the armor, come, let us go over to the garrison. Come, let us go into, let me just put it in our terms, come into the enemy's territory. Come into the place of those who are resisting you. And it's time for you to bring forth with great authority uh, uh, and come into that place of the garrison of these uncircumcised, this Philistine spirit that's still alive today, trying to take things from you, your family, and the body of Christ. And he says, it may be that the Lord will work for us. I need you to tell somebody. It may be all hell around you and there may be things stacked against you, but it just may be that the Lord is trying to work for you. I, I, that right there is enough to just go ahead and give. It just may be that God is working something out with all of the wickedness that's trying to knock you out. It just may be that the Lord is trying to work for you. So the armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart. Aren't you thankful for a neighbor, a brother, a sister that understands the God that you're talking to? Come on. That understands your lifestyle, that understands your character, that understands your, your integrity. And I'm not saying it comes by flesh because you cannot have character or integrity in your flesh. But if they know that you're walking in the spirit and you sound like the spirit, do whatever it is that's in your heart whatever God's telling you to do do it 
And we see the armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart. Go then. Here I am with you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, preach with me because I don't want you to get sleepy on me. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God's with you. Come on. Turn to somebody behind you and say, God's with you. And might it be that he's working some stuff out for you. God is with you and God before you. Who can be against you? What thorny place can stop you? What slippery slope can trip you? If God is for you, no demon can spoil even what God has for you. And Jonathan said, very well, let us cross over to these, this is verse 8, these men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say thus to us, wait until we come to you. Then we will stand still in our place and not go up to them. So I want you to catch that right there. He said, if they say thus to you, wait until we come to you. He says, don't, don't go. Now watch this. But if they say thus, come up to us. If they invite you to the fight. Come on, somebody. If they say wait, then don't go. But if they're begging you to come. Is there any demonic force begging you to quit? I want you to catch this. Because the kingdom of heaven suffered violent, but the violent goes into enemy's territory, goes into the gate. I wish I had somebody right now that's been stolen from to understand that the enemy that's trying to get you to hell, come on somebody, is the same enemy that's pulling you into a place that you can take back your family, take back your finances. I'm preaching now. Take back your blessing. The, the anointing is in you moving. Come on. The anointing comes when you begin to move on the word of God but he's waiting he says wait and, and, and at, let, wait for the enemy to invite you into the territory invite you to the bar come on invite you to the streets but when you get there you're not going to do what he designs you to do you're going to have a fresh oil on you to set the captive free I, I wish I had somebody that used to go sip it up to understand that you're going to pick some people up you're going to pull them out of the gutter you're going to pull them I wish I had somebody in this place to understand that there's a great anointing coming to those who will receive the invitation at the gates of battle at the enemy's territory Whew. Jesus for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few this is verse 6 and the armor bearer said do it verse 8 Jonathan said, very well, let us cross over to these men and we will show ourselves to them. If they say thus to us, wait, verse 10. But if they say thus, come up to us, then we will go up for the Lord has delivered them into our hand. And this will be a sign to us. Can I just tell you something? The very fact that the enemy is trying to tempt you and get you to a place, my God in heaven, this is fresh. I didn't even have this in the notes. Is the very fact that you're anointed for what he's trying to bring you into. Come on, somebody. The very fact that he's trying to get you to look at something you're not supposed to look at is because he, you are an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And whatever he's brought you out of is the position of grace that he's putting you into. Not to look at it, but to bring others who are bound by it and bring breakthrough into their lives. So, turn to your neighbor and say, take the invitation. Then the men of the garrison called to Jonathan, verse 12. 
And the armor bearer said, come up to us and we will show you something. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's about to show you something. See, the enemy said, we're going to show you something. Just like, the I, I, man, help me, Jesus. I'm all over the place. But the, the, the Israelites came up to a Red Sea, and the enemy said, we're going to show you something. Where are you going to go now? But how many knows that the enemy was just echoing what God was about to do? He only can carve and copy. He, wanted to, he meant it for harm. But God said, yeah, the enemy said, I'm going to show you something. But God said, watch me use his words to show him who's boss. Come on. Uh, the enemy meant to take you out but God meant to bring you in the enemy meant to destroy you but God came to give you life through the son named Jesus and not just life to get to the next place but the life to be abundantly living in this space and then verse 15 let's go to verse 15 the Bible says they were trembling in the camp in the field and among the people the garrison the troops were trembling come on is there anybody ready to see the troops trembling the troops were trembling. We see this, the earthquake, so that it was very great trembling. How, and it's such the picture of Jesus when he died on the cross, when he ascended into heaven. The Bible said there was a great earthquake because there was a trembling in the camp of the enemy. There was a trembling. I want you to see Jesus in this story. And likewise, all the men of Israel, 22, let's skip down to 22, Israel who had hidden in the mountains of Ephraim, when they heard that the Philistines fled, they also followed hard after them in the battle. They were charging the enemy. So the Lord saved Israel that day and the battle shifted to Beth-Avon. Now, Beth-Avon, if you look that up, that, that there was something that shifted. It was actually Bethel. Bethel, how many knows, is a representation of a holy place. And the enemy's ultimate goal is to pervert and dilute God's holy place. But in this particular, I want you to see it as God, there was a shift into a place of holiness. There was a shift. Somebody say there was a shift. It says that even in this translation, it says the Lord saved Israel that day and the battle shifted. Is there anybody ready for the battle to shift into the holy things of God? Come on. I'm talking about the church shifting into holy places right now. I'm talking about the way it should have been. Jesus came and shifted what the enemy meant for harm, what he tried to corrupt. It's already been shifted. We have to just reach out and receive what Jesus has already presented to us. 25, now all the people of the land came to the, the forest and there was honey on the ground. And when the people had come into the woods, there was the honey dripping, but no one put his hand in his mouth. In other words, they didn't taste what was available to them. For the people feared the oath of the bitter. Have you ever feared the oath of bitter words that you missed the words of blessing over your life? You feared the wrong thing. You feared the bitter word and, and you missed the, the holy fear, the one that says is the beginning of wisdom, the blesser. The one who can bless you is the one that we should be reverenced to. But fear has stopped too many people in the house of God. He, there, there's, there's bitterness, there's hatred, there's frustration that the enemy has produced in the atmosphere of the church and we've allowed the words of the wicked to be louder than the wonders of God. 
But Jonathan had heard his father charge the people with this oath. Therefore, he stretched out the end of the rod that was in his hand and he dipped it in a honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth and his countenance brightened. When he put it into his mouth, there was an enlightenment that took place in his eyes. He began to see differently. He began to be strengthened. He began to be revitalized. And Jonathan said, my father has troubled the land. Look now how my countenance has changed. In other words, in our present day and time, the enemy has... Anybody can see the the effects of the enemy troubling our land? But how many knows that one revelation can bring forth revival in the much rumbling that's in the land of wickedness? That's why I said we got to hear the sound above the noise. There is a sound that God's trying to release. There is, a, there is a blessing that God has for his people. And we see that how many better, the, we, Jonathan says, how many better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies, which they found. For now, would there not have been a much greater slaughter among the Philistines if they would have taken this opportunity If they would have seized it before, there was an acknowledgement that it was there. There would have been a greater victory in their midst. There would have been a greater inheritance. There would have been a greater increase in what they had conquered. They would have taken some stuff away from the battle if they would have known this. Because we get so focused on the wrong voice. Are you hearing me right now? We get focused on a bitter sound. When sounds of blessing are right before us. And, and we know that this book is a book of transition. Now I can get into this. There's a lot here. We could teach this out. There's a lot here. Transition. This is a book of transition. We see that Samuel the prophet was a transitional man. How many know what I'm talking about? There was a difference that was going to take place. There's some negative parts to that. But ultimately, I want you to see that the purpose of this book was to show how God would bring us into enjoyment. Are you hearing me right now? Here's what I want you to understand. God didn't call you to be a Christian with your head down. Did you know that God, as a Christian, wants you to enjoy the blessing? No, y'all didn't hear what I said. He wants you to dance because you are blessed. He wants you to shout because you're blessed. He wants you to understand that you may be in a land of bitterness all around you, but you are blessed in a land of bitterness because you're not from this place. You're from another kingdom. You're from another dimension. And so you have a hedge around you because of what Jesus did for you. He's given you the opportunity. Let's just give it scripture to live in the, the, the land of the living. There may be death all around you. There may be devastation all around you, but you are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the field, whether you're going in or you're coming out. I want you to understand that God wants you to enjoy what he's blessed you to become, to have, to possess, to fight with. He's given you 
the, it's like we're warring with a smile on our face. Come on. It's the joy of the Lord that make rich and add no. It's the joy of the Lord that strengthens you up. It's the joy of the Lord that's overflowing. The Bible says it's joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. And the enemy wants to take the joy of your salvation. But I want you to understand that the rocks and the things that have tried to try you, that's tried to take you out, everything that's tried to cut you, the thorny places, the slippery places. I want you to understand that it's pr producing, that pressure is producing something out of you in this season that you didn't have last season because God knew that there had to be a level of increase in your life because every step is a step of glory. And I might be have experienced some glory in my past, but it's not even comparable to the things that I've had to go through this middle place because this meanwhile is the, is the middle of of what I have to endure just for a little while so that I can get into the land of blessing and miracle. Somebody say there's a transitional moment. In the story, it, we see he could have had, I don't know how long he was here. I don't know how long you've been in your situation. And you say, well, there's no situations in here. I, I know better than that. I know you're facing something. If you're alive, there's a trial in your life. If you're alive, there's some adversity. He could have been there a day, a week, a month, six hours. Some of you could be, have been here for years. I don't know your situation. I don't know your station, but I do know this. He was in the same situation as 600 other people. And Jonathan decided they may stay, but I'm going to move. Come on, somebody. Will you be the one to move while everybody else is sitting still? Will you be the one to shift the gear when everybody else is sitting in idle? The engine's running, but are we shifting the gear? Are we putting it in drive? Because you can't get destiny if you don't have drive. Come on, somebody. I can't get to my destiny if I don't shift gears. I have to be willing to put it in drive. I have to be willing sometimes to run over stuff. He was in the same place as many others, but he decided something. And this is what he decided. It's not right for me to sit here. Come on. It's not right. He, he decided it's not right for a child of God to be in hiding in fear from the enemy. How long will the church live in hiding? The scripture says that they came out of holes. They were in hiding. Here's what I'm here to tell you. The church is coming out. I'm talking about the real church. The church is getting ready to come out of hiding. And the enemy that's back, a church in a corner, they're coming out of the corners. They're coming out of, out of the holes. They're coming out of the rocky places. They're coming out of the slippery places. And there's a new anointing that's coming. I said there's a fresh anointing that's coming upon God's people. And there's many, many blessings to those who have been anointed to possess it. Come on.
So the blessing is coming from the anointing. You may be the only one of 600 people, but all that God needs is the one. Come on. It was only one Moses. Help me preach in this place. It was only one Elijah. It was only one Gideon. It was only one David that that changed history, that changed destiny because they didn't stand still. They chose to move. We see that David began to run after the thing that everybody was fearful of. And we see Jonathan taking the example of David in this moment he decided I'm not going to sit here and watch defeat I may be in a rock in a hard place but I'm getting up out of here because I know that God that I serve is greater than the situation that I'm in I know the God that I serve will not allow this cut to take me out but this cut is going to make me stronger these thorns are going to make me better are going to make me wiser these slippery places are going to make me able to walk in places I could not walk in otherwise I wish I had somebody to help me it takes the slippery place to understand that you are standing on the standards of God it's the test between a slippery slope and a thorny cliff it's the test you may be in a painful situation it's the test you may be between a rock and a hard place but God told me to tell somebody that there is a drawing of honey that's coming from the rocky (laughs) there's a drawing of honey that's coming from the rocky place there's a drawing of honey and and, and some oil from the flinty rock there's some oil coming out of the things that tried to pressurize you and maybe you've been pressed on every side as the scripture says maybe you've been in this place where there's no way out but I came to tell somebody who is hearing me right now and it may only be one person this morning but I came to tell somebody this morning that you are coming out with oil and you're coming out with honey I said you're coming out with an anointing and you're coming out with many uh, y'all hear what I'm saying I said you're coming out with fresh oil a yoke destroying anointing and you're coming out with many blessings I said you're coming out with an anointing of increase and you're coming out with banks filled up I wish I'm trying to talk to somebody you're coming out of that sickness into your healing you're coming out of the spirit of poverty into what God has designed you to walk in spiritual writings and customs tell us that honey appears to be in God's provision there's no way I'm going to get through this everybody stand up I'm going to talk about honey and we'll finish this up Wednesday so you got to come Wednesday if you want to hear the rest of it The pressure is producing the oil, the anointing. Somebody shout the anointing. And the pressure is producing the blessing. The oil is to produce the blessing. Let me just say it like this. The anointed one has already won the battle and already produced what he desires you to obtain. And it's not just a sweet by and by. Can I just say that? Thank God for what's going up there. And, and, and God told us, encourage one another with these words, right? So we know that truth. But that's not all he said in the word. He also said that I wish above all things, watch, that you prosper. Come on, help me preach the word. And be in hell. John 10.10 10 said the enemy's coming in 
to still kill and destroy. But what do you? Now it's time for you to come in and take life and life more abundantly from the enemy's hand. What he's trying to steal from you, you have to go in the enemy's territory and you have to understand that there is a blessing with your name on it. There's a miracle in your making and it's coming because God is producing an oil in the pressures of life that you have been in. And we've been in the greatest pressure that the church has ever been in in centuries. But I'm here to tell you, we have not seen what we're about to see. Our ears have not heard what we're about to hear. But we have to know where we are positioned in grace. Honey is various spiritual writings. Let me just say this as, as we're closing. It says that, that, that between a rock and a hard place, there was production of oil and there was production of honey. Honey is a spiritual writing custom. Honey appears to be in God's provision, watch this, of abundance. When you see honey, it's talking of God's provision. <laughs> Come on, get your glove up and catch that. Honey's coming to your house. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a sweet season is coming to your house. We've had sour moments, but there's a sweet season. There's a sweet sound. The comforter of the Holy Spirit is there's a fresh oil that's going to produce fresh honey in your life. Honey is coming to my house. Somebody turn to your name and say, honey's coming to my house. Honey is coming to my house. Honey, provision, abundance is coming to my house. And it gives us something sweet and good to eat. Come on. I have to eat it before I become it. Honey also appears to be linked with wisdom. How many doesn't only want abundance, but you want wisdom? Oh, let me just say this. Give me abundance and the wisdom to know what to do with it. See, I needed y'all to stand, so I, I, I feel some help right now. You're standing with me. Honey, I'm telling you, this is prophetic. We're moving into lands of blessing. How many believe that? We're moving. There, there's a transition happening right now. And the transition is for your blessing. Come on, somebody. I want you to get excited about this. The transition is for the next level. The transition is for the anointing. And that's why you've had to be pressed in this season. That's why it had to look like there was no way out. Because honey is coming to your house. For honey also appears to be linked with wisdom. And for example, it says this, eat honey, my son, if you want to write these scriptures down, eat honey, my son, for it is a good honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Now, honey also represents the word of God coming to you. It represents, we have the logos word, but sometimes it's that rhema moment of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. Amen. And he says, taste and know also that wisdom is like honey for you if you find it. How many knows it can be there, but it cannot affect you until you find it? Come on, somebody. It may be right in front of you, but it cannot affect you until you stretch and reach and take it and taste it. If you find it, the Bible says there is a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Turn your neighbor and say, if you find the honey you'll have a future. Woo! What you find determines your future. If I can find the honey, I have a future. Exodus. Are you still with me? Chapter 3 and 8. God spoke to Moses through the burning bush, prophesying and promising the deliverance of the people of the Israelites. And I'm closing with this, I promise. 
and bring them up from the land of Egypt to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. This is the representation of the beauty, the, the flower we see here. There's a, the, 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 the scripture talks about, we see the description that re, the repeated throughout the first five books of the Bible, Old Testament. It's that same terminology, land of milk and honey. And what is that saying to you and I today in our circumstance and what we're doing in the transition? A land flowing with milk and honey viewed as both a literal and figurative saying. So this was a literal thing that was happening to them. But how many knows we can take it by the Spirit right now? And it's a description of a land of honey would naturally imply the presence of bees. Now bees, I told you, is a representation and a symbolization of attributes of Jesus. Jesus was not, listen, here's what I want to tell you. The bees, for the longest time, it, they, they, scientists couldn't figure out the bee. How many knows that people couldn't figure out Jesus? Scientists could not figure out the bee because they would not and they could not understand. I just felt like Sam, I am. And just seeing if you're awake. Uh, a lot of, all through my studies in, in past times of studying out the word of God and talking about the bee, I've preached about the bee in, the, in times past. But they would say that their wings were rigid, but their wings was not rigid. Their wings was not rigid, and the thing that kept the bee up was because in, rather than up and down, the bee would have a circular uh, rotation motion that would get them to the nectar because it was they, they had a desire, and I believe it was the desire to get to the nectar so that they can produce the honey. Here's what I want to tell you. Uh, the way of the bee was different than any other winged animal or insect. There was a circular position. Why? Because Jesus came from a, he came a different way than any other individual that came. Are you hearing me right now? And he came so that he could get his blessing. I want you to hear this. Bless. See, people don't want to talk about the blessing, but we cannot live healthy if we cannot live in the blessings of Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the price. You don't have to live in condemnation. You don't have to live uh, conducive to what you did because Jesus has already made the way. Help me now. He is the way. He came a different form. He flew in a different way because he's trying to get to the nectar because he's trying to get a blessing to you and the blessing came through his sacrifice. It came through the anointed one that came differently. And when he came differently, he flew in differently. He came down from heaven humbly and he came so that you could live blessed. I want you to hear this today. So that you could live blessed. You don't have to live gloomy. You don't have to live uh, depressed any longer. You don't have to live in fear and despondence any longer. You don't have to live in a dry land. All you have to understand is that the bee has already produced the blessing. The bee has already produced the blessing. Lift your hands just for a moment and just worship him. Father God, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you all the praise. Thank you for these who have remained. I pray that you bless them beyond all measure today. Those who have left, bless them beyond all measure. And I give you all the glory for where you are transitioning us into greater measures of your grace. 
I thank you that you're transitioning us into increase, that you are transitioning us into greater levels of your anointing and greater levels of your blessing. Come on, I need you to receive it. I know you're tired, but right now just begin to receive and say, Lord, I just, I surrender. I receive it. I stretch my hand out to receive it in the name of Jesus. The land flowing with milk and honey. That place you're transitioning us into, Father, that contains your abundant nature. The resources that Amanda talked about. We, we receive those resources, God. We're not going to doubt it for a minute. If you've said it, you've already accomplished it. So now, God, in faith, we reach out for those resources that we need, God, to build the kingdom, to produce for the next generation. God wasn't just promising his people a land. He was bringing them into the beautiful land where they would be provided for in abundance and that's what the honey refers to and that's what the, 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 the milk refers to it's the place of abundance it's the place of plenty it's the place of riches here's what I want to tell you it takes the rough place to produce the rich place in your life it took the wilderness to get to the wonderland it took the wilderness it took that place that would and it's exactly what Amanda just said what is coming out of us in this season let God's word come out of you. Let God's, it looks one way, but let God's promise come out of you. Not the problem. We're good at talking about the problem. We're good at talking about what we don't have. But are we talking about what he has? He has it. Come on, just lift your hands. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release, release you. I'm going to release a blessing. And we're going to preach this sermon the next, on a next service day, if the Lord be willing. There's a lot more. But here's what I want you to do. I, play, I, 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 I plead the blood over you. I plead the blood of Jesus. I, I, I released, and this is going to sound funny, but I released the blessing of the bee in this atmosphere. I, I release the seasons of honey. I released the season of the sweet season. I, I, I remember preaching a sermon uh, in connection to this and you and the cherries, you know, the bow, I, I, re I release a bow of cherries for you. Come on. You're going to eat the good stuff, the sweet stuff. You're not going to be uh, left with the pits. Somebody else ain't going to get to it before you do. Let me just say it like that. God, I wish I had somebody catch that. God is bringing a blessing and a breakthrough for you and it's your breakthrough and it's your miracle and it's your blessing and you're not going to have to watch everybody else get their blessing because God has made it available to you. If you believe that, somebody praise him one time. Put your hands together. Bless the name of Jesus because there is a blessed be anointing that's coming to your house. Come on. There's some honey coming to your house. There's some oil and honey coming to your house. There's a yoke destroying oil and there's many, many blessings coming to your house. So I just release it. Lift your hands one last time. I release the blessing. Now you, may you bless us and keep us. Be gracious unto us and give us your peace. And I pray, can we just pray together as a body for the, the next generation and those graduating and transitioning right now as we're preparing for that. Many of you are going to graduations. Let's just bless these young people who are transitioning in life. They're becoming everything God has commissioned them. And, and, and I just speak over my own son, uh, Elijah, right now. And you speak over your children, your, your grandchildren. Heavenly Father, we just ask right now that you would bless those who are graduating. God, we thank you uh, for everything that you 
you have brought them through. Lessons that have been learned, God, for the seasons that are in front of them. God, I thank you that you have equipped them with everything that they need in this season. And God, I just pray for enlightenment that as this honey went to the lips of Jonathan, that he was enlightened. I pray for this young generation. I pray for those young adults that are moving into manhood. God, I thank you that they're going to taste the honey. Come on, somebody. They're going to live in the blessing. We may have missed it, but they're going to obtain it. I wish I had somebody to praise God. They're going to obtain it because, Lord, we might have missed it, but we ask, Lord, that you release everything to them, everything that they need, God, to build the kingdom into the earth, everything that they need for their giftings and their callings, not just in the church house, but on the the marketplace and in the marketplace. I thank you, Lord, for that land of Goshen that we've been talking about, that there's protective walls and, and walls and the standard of the Lord because the family has chosen to stand in the midst of everybody else bowing to idols in wicked worship. God, I thank you that there's a generation that's rising and I ask, Lord, that you would bless their going in, that you would bless their hands, that you would bless their ears, that you would bless their their doors, opportunities, God. I thank you that there's doors and opportunities that you have. And so, Lord, I ask for those doors to be apparent to their viewpoints, God. I pray right now that any door that's not of you that would be a distraction, we mute it, we bind it in the name of Jesus, and we declare no access to the doors that it may be good, but it's not God. I declare let everything in this hour for those who are graduating, Father, that it would be God doors, that it would be God education, that it would be God positioning, Father God. We ask you for it in the name of Jesus. We thank you for such a flow in this atmosphere. We thank you for this service. Can we just do God a a gratitude right now and just tell him we thank him for this service. Hallelujah. Boy, this has been an unusual service. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.